Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast in the class today is dedicated um, for the Rifuah Shalema of Bahia Rivka Bat Esther by her grandchildren Gail and Sonny Haddad. Rifuah Shalema Bekarov. Breakfast as well is dedicated in loving memory of Rivka Nahamias. Alea Shalom, Lilu Nishmat Rivka Bat Bahia, sponsored by her son Albert Abraham Nahamias. Breakfast is dedicated as well for the Rifuah Shalema of Gabrielle Hammond. And as well for the Rufuah Shalema, uh, for uh, my father Yitzhak ben Sarah, and as well for my mother Shushana Bat Chana. Rabotai, I want to read you a pasuk. The pasuk says, Daber na ha'am, speak in the ears of the people. V'yish'alu ish me'et re'eu klechesef v'chlezahav, and they should borrow each man from their friend, they should borrow vessels of silver and vessels of gold. Okay? The Pasuk then continues and says, natan et And God placed the grace of the people in the eyes of the Egyptians. And they lent them uh, lots of very, uh, very expensive klekesef, uh, gold, silver, clothing, uh, jewels, diamonds, everything that they, they had, they lent them, so to speak, um, because it was, uh, it was part of the process of, uh, of uh, the Jewish people leaving Egypt and as well being paid for all the work that they had done for all those years. Rabutai, um, the question that gets asked is a double question. Question number one, what does it mean that it says that they should ask a man from his friend? Menen Lewin, did the Egyptian guy who used to beat you yesterday, when did we become friends? The old song was, why can't we be, right? But here it's, why should we be friends? <laughs> why should we be friends? Not only that, Rabotai, I think I would even take it one step further. Um, if you were to take a look in the Gemara, you'd find again and again and again and again and again, that the word re'ehu actually is an exclusionary word. That means that when the Torah says something is applicable to re'ehu, it's only telling you re'ehu, your friend, it's telling you a certain type of person. You have this higher level of obligation to someone that's re'ehu, your friend. To someone that's not in that category, you don't have that obligation. So here you see the word re'el, which usually means it's there to tell you that this mitzvah is only for someone who's part of your people. And here we're using it to, 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 refer, to refer to the Egyptians. The Sefer Todota Adam writes something unbelievable. He says, there's really a second question here that one has to ask. And that is, why is it that God says, Speak, please, in the ears of the Jewish people. Why does God need to ask the Jewish people, please? Most people like money. If I tell you here, please, take this million dollars, I'll say, okay, fine, for twisting my arm, <laughs> and I'll take it. You don't have to say please to ask people to do what they want to do, to ask them to go borrow gold and silver that they're going to eventually walk away with. It's going to be like the PPP, a loan which is then forgiven. <laughs> okay? Rabotai, 
the Toldot Adam writes something magnificent. Borei Olam said to the Jewish people, he said, I want you, Daber na ha'am, v'yish'alu ish me'et re'eu, they should borrow one man from his friend. Klekesev klezav, it's not talking about the Egyptians. V'yish'alu ish me'et re'eu means that every Jew should go next door to his neighbor, the Jew, and borrow from him. Because when a person wants to experience chen and chesed from somebody, then they themselves have to do an act of chen and chesed to somebody else. So God says to the Jews, if you want to have the grace in the eyes of the Egyptians that they should lend you, so first borrow and lend from one another. So the word re'eh is actually not referring to the Egyptians. Borrow one Jew from the next. And then he says, and then I'll ask, I'll make that the Egyptians should find favor because when you're doing kindness with somebody else here who is your mentor, who is your, fr- excuse me, who is your equal, who is your friend, then I'll get it. I'll already open up the reservoirs of chesed, of kindness, of shefa for you in the heavens and you'll receive what you want. Now you understand why it says re'eu. It's referring to a Jewish person borrowing from their Jewish neighbor. Rabotai, I have proof that this is the case. Why? Because Rabotai, the word now, when God says please, why do you have to ask the Jewish people this? Because when he asked the Jewish people to borrow one from another, there's no exciting prospect. I want to give you an example. Let's say you're a young man going out on a date, first time with a girl, but you're very poor. So you need now to go borrow a suit from somebody. In Novartic, the yeshiva, they, were, they very much believed in spirituality and not getting caught up in the trappings of the fake physical world. So there were three new suits in Novartic. You know who they belonged to? The yeshiva. One was a large, one was a medium, one was a small. And all the boys, when they went on a date, they would take either the small, the medium, or the large, and they would wear this nice, beautiful suit that belonged to the yeshiva because everyone else's personal clothes had holes in it. So I want you to imagine, you need to borrow a nice suit to go out. I remember once there was a young man in Israel. He was going out with a very uh, uh, upscale, an uptown girl. And the guy was a yeshiva boy. He had no good clothing. He, hadn't, he needed to go back to America to go update his wardrobe. So I told him, come around my house. And I lent him a suit, a tie. The guy went out on a date wearing all my clothes, okay? <laughs> Eventually, she wound up, uh, she wound up marrying me. I said, I got to get 10% of the, the Shad Khan's money here. It was, uh, it was my uh, beautiful tie that sealed the deal, okay? Rabotai. So imagine I tell this poor guy who's trying to get a nice cloth. I tell him, go next door to the guy who's also impoverished and borrow his clothes. The guy's going to say, what's the point? Why should I go borrow from my next door neighbor who has nothing just like me. The answer over here was, Rabotai, what does the Sefer Toldot Adam mean? Go borrow from your next door neighbor, the Jew. But the end of the Pasuk says, gold and silver. Which Jewish slave had spare gold and silver vessels in his house that he's lending out? Rabotai, the Pasuk means, and this is why God had to tell Moshe, ask them please, I know what I'm about to ask you doesn't make sense. 
Go next door and borrow the guy's broken plastic cup. Go next door and ask him if he could lend you his pajamas that have holes in the knees. You don't need those. You also have pajamas with holes in the knees. I will tell you, I'm always, I'm always tell myself, I'm wondering, you know, we're a crazy people. The idea of ripped jeans just proves to me how crazy we are as human beings. Used to be, you were very poor, you had jeans with holes in them. Now, you're not rich enough to afford jeans with holes in them. You have to buy new jeans, rip them yourself. DIY, okay? Rabotai, have you ever seen, I'm waiting for the fad to come where people have pajama pants with holes in them. That, I don't know, that hasn't hit our shores yet. We're not fashionable yet, enough yet for those. Okay? But imagine you tell a guy, please go next door. The guy's telling you, why should I borrow his ripped uh, clothing? Why should I borrow his broken kelim? Why should I borrow his recliner that has uh, his stuffing coming out of it that he found in the garbage outside the, you know, the street of Mitzri? Please, just dakhila, just isma. Trust me. Do an act of chesed. Do something with somebody else that doesn't actually, even, even if it don't, you don't think it'll help you, the result will be that there's a special key in Shamaim called the Chesed key, and it unlocks Chesed for you. Rabotai, once Daber not, ask them to borrow from each other. The result of that will be, eventually, they'll be borrowing from one another, not ripped pajamas, but vessels of silver and gold. Because the aftermath of that is, and they lent them. You were lending to one another, I'll lend to you as well. Rabotai, there's an amazing story with the Chafetz Chaim that actually, I can't tell you, terrified me. It's equal parts inspiring and terrifying. There was a man who came to the Chafetz Chaim and he told the Chafetz Chaim that he and his wife had tried for many years to have children and they were unsuccessful. And he was pouring his heart out to the Chafetz Chaim, please, 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 please. You have to pray for me. You have to, you know. Chafetz Chaim says, look, I can't give you children. Only Borei Olam could give you kids. He says, but I can give you some advice. I want you to start to open up what's called a gemach. Now, gemach is a loose term. It literally is an acronym for the word gemilut chasadim. All it means is that you're opening up uh, uh, something which does kindnesses. The traditional usage of the word was used for a free loan society where people who was, uh, they needed money could come, they could borrow money, they could have signed guarantors, and then they bring the money back and you have money con constantly going in and out, helping people. In Israel, they have tons of these gmachs. You had yeshiva guys that couldn't barely make it from month to month, but they got paid after their rent was due. So they always needed to kind of get money first, lay it out, and then have it paid back from their paycheck. So that's a free loan society. It helps with cash flow, okay? Gmach, that's what they called it. But if you go to Israel today and you open up a local telephone book, for sure in the religious areas, there are pages and pages of every kind of gemach you could ever imagine. There's plastic tables and chairs so you shouldn't have to rent them. There's brit milah pillows. There's that little thing that you dress up the baby in the white clothes for the brit milah. You're only going to use it once. What do you need it, you know? What do you need it again for? 
So people buy it and they donate it that it should be given to families that are poor. There's gemachs for bridal gowns. Where instead of spending $8,000, $5,000, $6,000, $3,000 to make or to buy your own dress, you could borrow one and the price is the small price of what it takes to either alter it or to fix it up after you wear it. So all these amazing gemachs, look at the Jewish people how special they are. The Chafetz Chaim tells this man, you, you know, you come to me, you don't have kids, I'm giving you a piece of advice. Open up a gemach. Because this is only talui in the Ratzon Hashem. And if you're doing kindness with other people, Boreh Olam will do kindness with you. Hashem should bless you with children. The man opens up a gemach. Slowly but surely, he's lending, he's helping, he's this, he's that. One day his wife comes to him. She says, honey, you're never going to believe it. She says, she says, I'm late. She was late for her time. Rabbi they were blessed with a Jewish, a beautiful Jewish, lovely baby. The man is thrilled. He can't believe it. He carries on with the gemach. He carries on, he carries on. He has a second child. And a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. The man was blessed. A person who could not have children was blessed with five children. After five kids and a full house, the man comes to the Chafetz Chaim and he says, please, he says, you know, I wanted to come and to share with you my thanks. We have five kids. Things are a little bit hectic at home. I have to bring in more money. You can do things for the family. He says, I want to close the gemach. The Chafetz Chaim says, don't close the gemach. The man goes home, thinks it over, talks it over with his wife, and just decides, you know what? I know the rabbi said not to, but uh, it's too tough. Things are too hard dealing with all the kids, taking them to school, buying them things, doctors, who knows what. I'll close it. Someone else will open it. He closes the gemach, Rabbi The day he closed the gemach, one of his children fell ill and he passed away. The man went running to the Chafetz Chaim. He says, I'm so sorry, I disrespected you. I didn't listen to the rabbi. Look at how I was punished. Chafetz Chaim says, it has nothing to do with me. It's not because he didn't listen to me. He says, you were someone that was not supposed to be able to have children. Your children are an anomaly. They should not exist. But when you do chesed with somebody on a consistent basis, Boreh Olam, heaven cannot help but respond to be kind and to do chesed with you. When someone comes to a free loan society, do they deserve the money that they're borrowing? They don't deserve it. Do they have solid gold, triple A star, Moody rated credit? They don't have. But you're giving them something that they don't deserve. So minash they give you something you don't deserve. You close the gemach, your kids don't, they don't exist in a world where you are not earning them with chesed story broke my heart but it also gave me tremendous courage and tremendous chizuk because it taught me that look the chesed that a person does can change the world can move mountains can make impossible things possible and the proof is that look at this man that this was so impossible that stopping it for a short time resulted in this impossibility reverting to its natural state, it was once again impossible. Rabotai, 
This idea is, ex- is expressed best by the Chafetz Chaim. He brings a pasuk that sounds a little strange. He says, and we've quoted this pasuk before, but never the idea of the, of the Chafetz Chaim. He says, the pasuk says, Ach tov yirdefuni ko The translation of that pasuk means only good and chesed and kindness yirdefuni should chase me ko My whole life. Now the word yirdefuni comes from the word rodef. When do we use the word rodef? Anyone know? It's traditional example. The way we use the word rodef is when someone is chasing after you to kill you. That's where the halakha, that's where the, the halakha, the sugya of rodef, is when someone's running after someone to kill them, and the halakha is you're allowed to kill them before they kill you. That's where you use the word rodef, right? So why in the world would we call this guy, ach tov yirdefuni, tov yirdefuni means it's running after me. Why would you use the word running, chasing, when you're talking about tov and chesed? And the Chafetz Chaim says something magnificent. He says that a person, <clears throat> a person sometimes feels that tov and chesed, good and kind, they chase him. Yani, it's hard for me to listen to everybody's problems. I don't have my own personal time. Yani, I'm helping this person. I really need to be at work. I need to be able to make more money. This is not the time. I can't, I can't give up this time. It's, it's taking from me. A lot of times a person feels that the tov and the chesed that he's doing or he's engaged in, in his life, is something that's chasing him. But Rabbi Uta'i, what they don't often understand is that it is either this that is chasing or something else that is chasing. And that's what the pasuk says, ach tov v'chesed, if something's going to chase me, let it be the tov, let it be the chesed, and the result of being chased by Tov and Chesed is Vishafti Bibet Amunai Lorechamim. I will wind up living in what's it called? In the house, uh, in the house of Akadosh Barahu forever and ever. Now I want to just share with you, if I can, one other powerful thing that happened with me last night. I went to visit my parents, my parents weren't feeling well. So I went to go visit them. I had a ride with somebody, and I had a, a, a ride with someone that was going to take me back at, at the end. Anyway, I come outside, it's time to go, the guy's picking me up. I walk outside, and the guy, uh, the guy says to me, I'm really sorry, Rabbi, I don't know what's going on, uh, the car won't start. Okay, this is at 6 o'clock. Something wrong with the battery. What are you going to do? Something wrong with the battery? I go, I try and find cables. Do I have cables at my mom's house? Can't find the cables here. I get the cables, it doesn't work, they're not strong enough, as with attached to the battery, wasn't strong enough to jumpstart the car. We borrowed cables from somebody else. We brought my brother's car, trying to jump the guy's car again, okay? Doesn't work. We call Chaverim, this guy turns up, right? One of the volunteers, he comes in his car, what's the situation? Oh, I don't have, I have, we have the cables, but he doesn't have the jump pack. That's in his wife's car. His wife took the car that has the jump pack. Rabotai, we were there from 6 o'clock until, I think, almost 9. Three hours. It's cold outside, trying to jump this guy's car. That I was helping, obvious. I'm, I'm, the guy's giving me a ride home. No chidush, right? That my brother was helping, bigger chidush, nice, right? Why? Why is it nice? 
My brother. He's my brother. Who's, which brother's not going to help their brother? Right? Beautiful. Hazaku Baruch. But that's what a brother does. Rabutai, but these two guys from Chaverim, that, this guy, he came at 6.20. They tried to jump the car from 6.20 till 9 p.m. After he couldn't get the jump start, the guy went, drove his car to his wife's car, swapped cars with his wife, came back with a battery pack. Then he called another friend because the other friend had another kind of battery pack. They're sitting working on this car for two, three hours. There's no bill at the end. I don't have to pay duties, fees to AAA. This is what it means to do chesed with somebody and to not think, be thinking the whole time about what you're getting from it. They get nothing from it. Rabotai, that is the power of chesed that a person pushes out into the world. Rav Avig used to say that each and every day a person should do one act of kindness, of chesed, that nobody knows about. You know, you're walking in the, into a store, you hold open a door for the next person online. You think, oh, that's an act of chesed. It is, no, no doubt, by the way, it is. But it's an act of chesed that if you didn't do it, you'd be called a jerk. You walk into the door, there's an old lady coming in behind you, you let the door slam in her face, she's cursing you and your mother. That's not the act of chesed that we're talking about. You don't want people to think you're a boor, you're a, you're, a, you're a horrible person. You do an act. I'm not talking about acts of kindness that are expected from everybody. I'm talking about what Vigda Miller says, an act of kindness that nobody knows about. That's just because because I put out chesed in the world, kindness and goodness in the world, and that comes back to me. Because I want to be like Borei Olam. Borei Olam's chesed. I think about this all the time. How many Jews are there in this world? 15, 15 million out of what? 7 point something billion? We are less than 0.02%. Rounded to the nearest whole percent, we are 0% of the, of the population. Rabotai, I'm sure there's some other religions also that believe in Borei Olam. Correct? Uh, you have Muslims that believe in God. Some Christians believe in a combination, depends on which branch of Christianity. But there's some people that believe in God, that they see Hashem. But there's a huge percentage of the world, at least half of the world, that doesn't see God at all. When they wake up in the morning, who gave them the consciousness to open their eyes every morning? Borei Olam did. Who sustained their families and their children with food and with clean air and with water? Borei Olam did. That means that 50% of this world maybe, three point something billion people, God is doing kindness with, doing kindness with, doing kindness with. Never mind there's no prayers. There's no recognition. They don't even know that He's done it. And still, God doesn't say, And God gives every sadiq what He needs. And God gives every Sadiq children. And God, God is engaged with doing acts of kindness all the time that are unrecognized. So Rabotai, a person should attempt, Rav Miller teaches, to do one act of kindness to earn his day. I'm obsessed with this idea. Did I earn my day today? Did I earn it? 
Our rabbis tell us that when God built the world, Olam Chesed Yibaneh, He built the world with kindness. Every day, my existence is a creation of a new world. You know, when someone that we, we someone passes away who's such an integral part of our, of our life, we actually say and we feel the world will never be the same. It doesn't have this person in it. There's an entire world revolving around the fact that you are in it. Did you earn that world today? Simple. You're walking down the street, you see a banana peel on the floor, and because you live in a cartoon, someone's going to slip on it. <laughs> right? You see some garbage in the Bet Knesset on the floor. So there's staff here. Pick it up. Not my job. What do you mean it's not your job? It's not your job to do chesed? If ever there was a job, that's your job. To try and do something. Your wife is not in the house, straighten up for her. Your kids need something, do something that, that act of chesed that no one maybe even realizes that you did. That's a pure act of chesed. And that starts a chain reaction, Rabbi A reaction of chesed from up, from one to another, and then ultimately from up to down, um, uh, in, 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 in what HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends, sends our way as well. So sometimes I think that we look around the world that we are in and we wish it was different. And I think a lot of times we try and force change upon the world in, in ways that don't work. And yet the Torah is telling us that there's a way of building that world in a different way. Once upon a time, Borei Olam made the world with an act of chesed, but we can actually create the world in the way and in the image it's supposed to be if we all took upon ourselves to try and bring more chesed in the world. Not noticed chesed. Not chesed that gets you applause. Not chesed that makes people think that you have good manners or you're a nice person. Not chesed that you ever tell anyone about. But chesed that you do purely for the sake of building. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us to always be uh, from the ones that are builders of this world. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.